Hey everybody, it's Keith. So um, I'm recording this in late May 2022, a bit later than I should have regarding abortion and how this has become another major hot button issue. Uh, earlier this month, it was leaked in quotes that the Supreme Court of the US would be ruling in favor of overturning the historic case of Roe versus Wade, which is the 1960s, uh, I believe, maybe 70s, um, uh, Supreme Court case that protects a woman's right to have a legal and accessible abortion. So just to uh, <laughs> footnote my last comment there, that last paragraph, um, I don't have all these facts in front of me. This isn't going to be a hard facts episode. And um, I just do think it's funny to say a woman's right because um, nowadays that word is so contentious as well. And some funny memes I've seen, it's like, now liberals know what a woman is. Now that abortion is on the table, people are free to use the word wo a woman and not having to force themselves to say something like uterus having people, people with wombs or some awkward phraseology like that, which is obviously now a thing with trans women being a thing. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that today. We're talking about um, accessible, legally accessible abortions, which is the act of terminating a pregnancy at whatever stage from inception to birth. So I just want to say a few words about this. I'm not going to make this too long because I've already done an episode on abortion and I urge you or invite you rather to listen to that. It's one of my very first podcast episodes and I go all into the whole topic. I am pro-choice, which means that I do believe that um, the government should ensure a safe and legal uh, procedure known as abortion and to some extent despite the Christian conservative religious belief that life begins at conception, I think for the betterhood, betterment of society, it must be ensured that young women in particular, especially women with lesser means and lesser education, aren't condemned to raising a child that they can't quite afford or don't quite have the maturity to raise. So I do see this in terms of a socioeconomic issue, not a religious issue. But I want to just develop that nuanced perspective a little bit here, because I guess I do have this kind of knee-jerk response. Well, I have two issues with it. I have two ad attitudes about it. Of course, my first attitude is that this is not good and that a conservative court does threaten this protected right, which isn't quite protected. And I want to go into that. And so I do think it's bad news. And I, I wish that U.S. as a developed nation or state rather um, should have the mature wherewithal to ensure that there are no back alley dangerous procedures happening, which will happen in cases of desperation. So that's not cool. And I don't I don't side with the religious perspective here that it's murder and um, even if it is I don't care like I prioritize the life of a 15 year old girl over the unborn life of a possible baby I just don't value life equally 
you know you know flourishing mature developed uh, life is more valuable than undeveloped nascent pure potential life they're just not the same thing and i think anyone that thinks they are is crazy i don't i don't even buy the fact that two 20 year olds are equal in terms of what they do for the world you know i mean one can be a mass murderer and the other one can be a saint for instance but less extreme i don't shy away from facing the fact that some people are more productive in society than others that's not to say to kill the unproductive ones it's just to say that life is not automatically sacred Okay, we all kill insects, we all kill viruses. I mean, life is just not fundamentally sacred. And I do think both sides on this topic do know that. Liberals, from the point of view that I described of a teenage girl's life being probably more sacred than the nascent embryo life. And, you know, Christians get lambasted for this topic all the time, that they will do everything they can to protect unborn life, but then once it's born, they won't protect it with health care or education and the like. So I think we can agree, if we're honest with ourselves, that not all life is sacred. It's not this fundamental thing that has to be protected at all costs. But, you know, I am, as a centrist, amenable to the idea that somebody should be standing up for unborn children that they should have some sort of political voice and that abortions are bad, right? So it's like, to me, it's not the end of the world if abortions are off the table. I say that from my admitted bias and advantage from my point of view as a man, as a grown adult man, who's not really worried and dealing with this as an issue. This doesn't affect really anyone I know, though I do know plenty of women that have had abortions and I'm I feel fortunate on their behalf that they've had that ability to make their own life choices despite whatever, quote, mistakes or something. I also know, having talked to a lot of these women, that it's not fun to have an abortion. It's not some, like, easygoing, you know, whatever, let's just take care of it kind of thing. It's a, it, it can be a very big deal. So this is an issue now because the U.S. does have a conservative-dominant court, a majority conservative Supreme Court, five to four, and this issue now is going to be challenged, that Roe v. Wade could be overturned. And like I said, my first point here is that it's not cool. It's sad a bit that this could happen. My second point of view is like, okay, well, so be it. Like if abortion was off the table, which is already the case in places where it matters most, like deep south, rural Mississippi, there's not an accessible abortion clinic anywhere around there. Like. If you are a poor person, black or white or anything, and you get pregnant too early and you're not ready to be a mom, you already have to go through quite extreme circumstances, driving very far, figuring out all the details. This is stuff that's already hard. You know, it's not like clinics are just like in the mall everywhere. So this would make it even harder. But I want to go through some of the details as I understand them. So let's start at the beginning. Roe versus Wade is a federal court case from the boomer generation that kind of has been protecting legal abortions. But there's no amendment to the Constitution. There's no actual law. There's no legal uh, legislation that legally protects abortion. The Democrats have had 60 years to make something like that, and they haven't done it. And you just have to wonder why that is. Like, 
liberals are so quick to judge conservatives for doing this, and liberals have had a lot of opportunities. Clinton's first two years, Obama's first two years, you know, Biden now. Like, there have been times when Democrats have run the country fully in terms of the courts, the presidency, and the legislature, all three branches, and they didn't do anything. And one gets conspiratorial about that. It's like, well, why not? Don't you care about protecting the right to abortion? Maybe you care more about protecting your incumbents and your political clout to always threaten voters with this possibility so that we keep voting Democrat. You know, like it's like this dangling thing. Like if you want to make sure abortion stays legal, vote Democrat. Like, well, we've done that. Why don't you ensure that it stays legal by amending the Constitution or writing it into law? So it's a little silly that that hasn't happened. So I think Democrats deserve a lot of shade in that regard. But on, and, and then deeper still, we're talking nationally, all 50 states and territories, presumably. On a state level, this is enshrined. So in California, Oregon, Washington, New York, the big places on the coasts, this will still be the case that abortions are available. Okay, so Roe v. Wade being overturned, supposedly, does not mean that suddenly, even in L.A. or Brooklyn, you don't have access to an abortion. All it means is that it's not federally protected. So it becomes a state issue. And obviously, there are a lot of conservative-run states like Texas, the Deep South, and various others, where it will be very hard to get an abortion, but still not impossible, as I understand it. This only applies to certain cases, for instance, late-term abortions, even mid-term abortions, like second trimester abortions, you know? So I just think there's a lot of nuance that people gloss over here. It's not like all abortions in any case are legal right now everywhere in the USA. And even if it was the case, it doesn't mean they're available everywhere in the USA. They are centered through Planned Parenthood and other places in major metropolitan areas for people that by and large might not even need them because these metro areas are also higher educated, have more resources. So it's just kind of interesting to me and worth pointing out. It's like, who are we concerned about here? What case study are we caring about? Another interesting thing I saw recently looking at an infographic, over 90%, 95% of abortions are purely free will at will decisions that have nothing to do with these extreme cases of rape, incest, complicated birth defects, you know, risk to the mother's life. Those kind of things are like a 0.1 thing, percent chance of happening. Like, these are not why abortions happen in the US. Abortions happen because people are reckless with casual sex or uneducated sex, uh, not using birth control. They don't pull out, they get pregnant at peak ovulation time, and then they just decide to get an abortion. Like, it's almost being used predominantly as birth control. I don't really have a judgment about that. I'm not saying that that's so bad. I mean, I wouldn't do that to my body if I was a young woman. It's not like it's like without any risk at all to just go into a doctor and get an abortion. You know, it's like a medical procedure. It's not fun. So I don't think it should be used like that. And I think when Roe v. Wade was written and abortion was originally a big topic, this is like just post-birth control pill. Already with the birth control pill, women have autonomy in terms of 
their pregnancies. Like, a woman does not have to get pregnant. The argument from the left that I hate the most is that we're entering some sort of handmaid's tale dystopia where suddenly women are going to be forced to have babies. No one is forcing anyone to have babies, except for maybe the church to some degree. <laughs> but a woman can choose who she sleeps with. Um, the rights and prevailing attitudes in women's favors regarding sexual politics has never been stronger. And she can have an IUD, an intrauterine device that prevents pregnancy. She can have a shot. She can be on the pill. There are so many ways for a woman to not get pregnant at this point. And with technology ever developing, that's just going to be more and more the case. So it just makes me wonder, who needs abortions? Who are abortions for? And so then we're thinking about undereducated people and religious people who probably would opt against them anyways. So the real response to me, it's like, instead of getting all mad at conservatives for taking away abortion, which is not even full uh, a blanket statement truth, educate people. Get younger, poorer women who don't even have access to clinics in the first place, who live in, like, let's say, medical deserts. Get them educated, you know? Get a campaign going that tell, informs them about the pill and about IUDs. You know what I mean? Like, if the goal is to empower young women and to not ruin their lives, which I fully support that idea, there are other ways to do it than just giving access to abortions. And, you know, just to bring in this, like, demographic attitude here, it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, regarding, like, racism and sexism. Because it's like, what does it mean that the majority of abortions might be performed by minorities? Or what does it mean that most of them are poor? I, and actually, I don't even think that's true. I think the majority of abortions are performed by middle class, upper middle class women that don't want another child. That, I, I think that's the majority of abortions. But again, this isn't a fact-checking episode. But let me just put that out there. Like, what if that was the case? You know, like, who are we up in arms on behalf of here? You know, like, again, every woman I know obviously wants the right to have, an ex like, a, a, a safe procedural abortion. And I agree with them. But if you don't have that on the table... A, you can go to a state that does if you have the means to do so, which the majority of people getting abortions, I think, do have. B, just be a little more conscientious about the sex that you have. Maybe hookup culture does deserve a second look here. You know, I've seen a lot of, like, online social media responses, like, all right, guys, you can forget about hookup culture. I'm not going to be, like hooking up with as many guys now and be screening much harder now that if I can't get abortions. Like, what were you doing before? Just fucking anyone that wanted to fuck you and then just getting pregnant? Like, what kind of world do we live in where that is your policy just because abortion makes sure you don't have to have their child? Like, that is sad. Like, maybe you should be smarter and more thoughtful about who you hook up with. Maybe hookup culture should be a little more, you know, scrutinized. And that was already the case with me too. It's like... Maybe sex isn't automatic just because the vibe might be there for a moment when you're drunk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I am this is a conservative, not necessarily Republican. This is a conservative attitude that I'm expressing. I don't necessarily believe it. I like hookup culture. I don't feel like I'm in it the same way I was 20 years ago, let's say. But okay, so like if 
if you are suddenly made aware of the intensity or the sacredness of what could happen to your body by getting pregnant, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's okay to be in touch with. Maybe it's a little inhumane or at least dense or insensitive to not be aware of that, right? So that's how I'm thinking about it. I'm a man, I can't get pregnant, but I, you know, my partners could feasibly get pregnant. And this is something that I'm like in touch with. The older I get, the more I'm okay with pregnancy. So like that's another factor from my point of view. But if I can jump back 20 years again at like, a, you know, being very sexually active and definitely not wanting a child, it was very comforting to know that abortion was always on the table. It's never happened in my personal case, but of course I was comforting. But, but even then you don't wanna get there. You wanna use a condom or at least pull out or rhythm method. You wanna, you know, you want your partner to use birth control or some intrauterine device or something, right? I mean, these are just smart decisions. And if someone's not aware of those decisions, instead of being up in arms that they can't get abortions, make them aware of those decisions. You know, like education would be the answer here. As well as just, you know, healthcare. I mean, I, I put abortion under healthcare, it's a health issue. Like it's a medical procedure and not a fun one to get, you know, but I guess I just personally think that the hemming and hawing and outrage from the left on this topic is a little overblown. Even though I do agree still fundamentally with the left, I am a leftist in this regard. I want access to safe abortions. You know, dealing with the minutia, the details of like when, how late can you have an abortion, etc. I mean, that's a, another matter. And it, I mean, reasonable people are going to disagree about that. You know, some people will say once it has arms and legs, you know, in a, in a sonogram, maybe it's like already a person and you, you feel too squeamish about aborting it. And other people will think an infant is still worth ending its life for the sake of the parents and stuff, you know? So like there's this huge range of where we can disagree. And that is what's happening. If Roe v. Wade is overturned by a new Supreme Court case, you are now allowing all 50 states to deal with this on their own, and each state will deal with it a little differently. You know, California and New York, they both have abortion doctors and clinics, but they might have different rules, like 12 weeks versus 10 weeks versus 20 weeks, you know? Um, what circumstances? Do you have to have parental consent? Do you have to have your partner's consent? How much is it gonna cost? Does insurance cover it? These are all details that matter, and they're all different, and it's like, why are we not caring about any of that? We just think we, we we love to boil this down simply to black and white terms of like, you're either um, my like keep your laws off my body, my my body, my choice, a woman's right to choose, feminism, let me abort this unborn fetus, or your totalitarian. Uh, controlling women's bodies, demanding that we populate the society with our children, da 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 da. And neither are really true. And I definitely hate this totalitarian suggestion, not just because of the suggestion itself being extreme, but it like it is scary. Like I don't want to live in that totalitarian world. But the irony there, and this is a really juicy irony, the same liberals that preach this whole keep your laws off my body want mandatory vaccines 
They want laws on your body to vaccinate you from this nothing of COVID, this, you know, this common cold now that is COVID. The same people that want to keep abortion legal and available so that they can, to put in harsh, funny terms, murder their unborn children, want to control your body. <laughs> There's a, a huge Venn diagram overlap of those people that want abortions and want everyone to be vaccinated. And that's just very interesting to me. And I can see some light in that. I can see some um, justification that vaccines protect everybody, whereas abortions don't necessarily matter to the other person, your neighbor. But when you're just thinking of a society collectively, it does affect us all if we're, you know, controlling our population through abortions or making access to some and not others or rampant abortions in low crime or, you know, in high crime places or this or that, you know, I wanted to make that point about the demographics I didn't finish. It's like you're racist if you want abortions because so many black women get abortions or you're racist if you don't want abortions because then you're burdening black people with children. It's like either way it's bad, right? Like having a baby if, if for, for minorities dooms them and having a baby for minorities, um, you know, it's like, which is worse, right? Like, you want to be telling um, a black 16-year-old girl that she has to be sterilized, or are you telling her that she has to have five babies and not afford them? Like, which one is worse, you know? And, like, I don't know. I think that's a little off topic, frankly, but it does come up. I just, you know, I'm libertarian on this stuff. This, this is not really something the government needs to be involved with specifically. I think it should just protect the right for abortion doctors to perform their work because it's safer for people that do need abortions, which is some people. And yet I agree with conservatives and probably liberals too, if they're honest, that fewer abortions would be a good thing. You know, like it's not cool that we get so many abortions. Like we should be preventing pregnancy in other ways, you know, and... Yeah, I mean, every child a wanted child is probably my favorite slogan in this regard. Children should be wanted and planned for. Sometimes surprises happen and stuff, but when that happens, we do have to make sure that parents are able, you know, emotionally and financially to raise them. So I just wanted to say these things, you know, I'm not sure what's happening with this case, you know, that, that news was floated a while ago, which was really interesting, like that's never happened before that... A Supreme Court decision could be leaked. I mean, it feels like, you know, like when an iPhone image is leaked, like this is planned, you know, like Apple is probably doing some guerrilla marketing here. Like, that's really weird that it was leaked. It makes me feel really like, how did this happen and why? You know, are we trying to like manufacture outrage? Are we trying to, you know, like, what is that about? It's really strange to me. So, yeah, um, it's a funny topic. Some people will think that I have no right to even speak on this topic because I'm a man. I suppose if I identified as a woman, maybe I would have a right to discuss it. Um, but I, I do feel like this is a fair topic for all of us to discuss because it's a social issue and it affects all, all of society. And I guess my major point is that I don't really care because there are just so many ways around it, you know, and if those ways aren't available to all people, let's make it so let's you know broaden access to education and alternatives as well as to abortions i mean that's a last case resort you know like no one should be thinking abortion straight out of the box as a birth control method so let's like focus on the other ones instead of being so doom and gloom 
the government is mandating us to have their babies and we're being, you know, destined to live in impoverished slavery because we can't get abortions. I mean, this is crazy. This is like really, you know, sky is falling uh, ways of thinking. And it's just not the case, you know. And I just want to remind liberals that, you know, the majority of poor people are religious, you know. So, and we forget about the psychological element of how much young women often crave having babies and having that, like, this loving little, you know, uh, bundle of joy to coddle and caress and have this undying affection for, you know? Like, there's a reason why, like, little children love dolls and playing mom and stuff, you know? Like, this is part of our nature, and I mean that word as used. This is part of human nature to to foster life and i think young females are born with that and i believe that i i'm not going to apologize for believing that i think young girls are innately drawn to fostering new life and when a when that young girl goes through purity and becomes a young woman i think it's really a strong desire to have a baby and it gives meaning and there's something to be said for that, you know? I mean, getting pressured into an abortion because it's more mature and gives her, like, the chance to flourish with education. I mean, all that's true, but at the same time, like, it makes sense to me that religious people have their babies even when it takes a village to raise them, you know? It makes sense to me that the people that should probably have the abortions the most are the ones that don't want to, you know? So I just think it's like, who are we fighting for? yuppie upper middle class managerial women that just don't want to have a kid at 33 you know i mean that's probably the majority of people in a way so i just want to put that out there you can um, tell me how i'm wrong i'm open to any further discussion on this and uh, i'll leave it there my name's keith i'm online uh keith Telfan. keith thinking is my patreon reach out guys i appreciate it until next time, ciao.